out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello, day 22, 100 days of Colin. Thank God. It's almost over. Are you ready? Are you ready for the election to be over? It's Democrat, Democrat, Republican, 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 Democrat, Democrat, third party somewhere, Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat. That's all there is. It's like, it's like watching, watching Fox bingo, Republican, Democrat, 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 Republican, like all day long. I guess I'm a little crispy around the edges watching the coverage and like participating and looking and watching and experiencing and whatever I'm engaged I'm engaged in the process but um, I did want to say that you know I have a, I have a congressman his name is Chip Roy and I attended an event last week in which he tried to get me to give money to Mike Lee and I have to explain something pretty important to explain now Mike Lee is a very conventional rhinoistic type of Republican. He's voted on in favor of things I would never in a million years ever vote for. Then again, you know, Senator Ted Cruz has vote, voted for things I don't necessarily agree with either, but not in the scale and volume that Mike Lee has done. So what is happening is they are desperate to get their partisan elected in the state of Utah. And what they have, in fact, is a race between two neo-fascists, one neoliberal and the other one essentially PRC neocon. And I feel sorry for the people of the state of Utah, but the most I can do is try to say, if you want my money during an inflationary cycle to go to one of your rhino candidates, I'm going to need to see some kind of something. I'm going to need to see a statement of change of some kind of come to Jesus policy reversal to where he's he's gawking and talking a lot more like you know neutrality like like Glenn Greenwald's behind his press wheels like something I'm going to need to see something to where we are not going to let outside foreign policy prevail against the American people in context of tech surveillance and, you know, almighty uh, bureau state turning the wheels inward at the American people. There's nothing about Mike Lee that differentiates that. I think he would just do whatever he's told as a follower and then conform to whatever the bureau state yells at him. That's what I think. I don't think he's a, he's a strong player. He's somebody who's go, gone along to get along. He's like another Mitt Romney somewhere in the mix to try to say he's not that's not that's not positive juxtaposition that's saying like we're desperate to get our partisan in there but we have no statement of differentiation towards the needs of the american people this man in the senate has been there for a long time busy voting for crap that we don't need okay he introduced a bill that made a streamlined runway for the PRC to own stuff in the American lands unless he kind of you know walks that back somehow and decides to have like this moment ah, 
law that he's going to repeal that somehow, repeal Citizens United, you know, vote affirmatively for the Fourth Amendment is not for sale act, you know, something like that. I need to see, I need some kind of statement. I need something. Unless he does that, I'm just going to keep my money on Texas candidates because that seems relevant and useful. Okay? So now that we're out of Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat land, I'm going to go directly into the ghost of Aaron Schwartz. I'm going to invite all the people. Invite, invite all the people. Okay, so that's done. And so here's why I decided to do a show on the ghost of Aaron Schwartz. Um, I should have done more on tech, but you know what? I'm I'm lit. I'm lit on this issue. I feel like I, I really feel like the energy is is on this issue. We have the right to really ask for what we want. We've got these 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 candidates in the corner, and they're making silly decisions. So it's time to ask for what we want, and and make it a point to do exactly that. You know, perform towards the aims of the American people. I mean, I want to see I want to see action. So I watched this and it seems here that it says in a gigantic coincidence this is Glenn Greenwald. In a gigantic coincidence the totally non-politicized he's being sarcastic here. Biden DOJ announced that after Elon Musk advocated a peace deal to end the war in Ukraine, which, you know, any any person can do but he just happens to have a lot of money and deals with the American government on aerospace. That's why it might have more weight. I'm just throwing that out there. Advocates a peace deal to end the war in Ukraine and is on the verge of ending CIA-directed censorship on Twitter that it is investigating his deals on national security grounds. Okay, well, I am of the, the opinion that the CIA shouldn't be directing any censorship on Twitter, period. But I, I'm, you know, it is my wish and my desire for that to not happen, and it is my wish and my desire for them to silo and somehow distinguish that there are citizens on the internet. They know who they are, and they cannot claim that they don't know who they are because they have known for a long time who's who on the internet. If they say that they don't, it's ridiculous. They've got people inside of these companies acting as spies. They've got other spies inside of the companies. The onus is on, say, like Twitter to get rid of foreign national interest and to do insider threat training to get rid of these people. Twitter is a, a a private company with people who are on there who are citizens, normal people. And they're not being protected. They're being invaded by government operatives who are trying to tell them what to say and how to think and what to do. And for an American, as an American, I'll just speak for myself, I don't think that that's the right thing to be doing anyway. I mean, I don't really agree with a lot of our foreign policy, but it's not like they're calling me in the room telling me, you know, hey, Sheila, what do you think? What do you do? do should we uh, should we invade Ukraine? Should we should we let it lapse? We sh- should we go along with Russia? Should we, you know, what do you think? Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's asking me what my thoughts are. Um, but I do donate them regularly on other programming and 
I'll say it here because I have a place to say it on Colin. Um, but in the event, they have put their suitcases of money in the form of VC funding with InQtel um, in these companies. They've gotten into the into some of the ESG uh, vestiture leverages in these companies and when they can't own or buy their way in they get really angry ew so angry okay so let's have a look here glenn wrote this former intelligence official citing russia 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 um former intelligence officials citing russia say big tech monopoly power is vital to national security so when the U.S. security state announces that big tech centralized censorship power must be preserved, we should ask what this reveals about whom this regime serves. So I will put a link to this in the box afterwards, but I didn't get to it today. Um, I just want to get to this one block of text. This is where these former intelligence and national securities officials come in. Now there is current and former. Former who go into the private sector still w seem to work somehow for the agency, but they're just licensing their services to the technology companies acting as like government proxies. They don't they don't have like a difference. It's like it's like this weird like government and technology merger. It's like a blob. Um, while these former CIA, Homeland Security, and Pentagon operatives have little sway in the Senate Judiciary and House Antitrust Committees, they command <clears throat> great loyalty from Congressional National Security Committees. Those committees created to exert oversight over the U.S. intelligence and military agencies are notoriously captive to the U.S. national security state. Now, this bothers me that... Our congressional leaders are seen as somehow that, that they are hostages to the national security state somehow, that they're supposed to be a, uh, an illusion. They're, they're, he's claiming, Glenn Greenwald is claiming that there is, is no, no daylight, no separation of powers between the U.S. national security state and those who are on that committee. That claim right there it has to be unloaded and unpacked a lot more um, because people who don't understand that uh, need to be run in. I, I think that the U.S. national security state has no real means to claim or they don't have, they just, there needs to be a wall there. <laughs> A necessary boundary that is not being observed and that the committee doesn't work for the NSC the committee doesn't work for the national security state that it's the other way around they need to start working for us not against us and trying to control us like we're some sort of extension of the national security state and that's really what it unless they want to get downsized. The national security state is way too big. You know, I'm not saying that they employ too many people. I'm saying that their their reach is illegal 
and they don't care and the people who have the right and the power to check them also don't care why because they're getting something out of it somehow so I'm not I'm not sure as it's it's as easy as they're hostage I think it's golden handcuffs so when I say golden handcuffs meaning like all they have to do is say no and stop taking their money somehow somehow stop getting out of the coordinated bribing and the and somehow the, the the tax influence something something they're getting something out of it the ostensible purpose of this new letter is to insist that the big tech monopoly power is vital to US national security because it is necessary like that is the only interest that we have national security like that's it we don't have anything else meanwhile if you look at our US border at the moment there's no national security going on there except for what Greg Abbott puts there and whatever the governor of Arizona puts there if nobody's putting any national security on that border from those states it ain't happening okay you know the DEA is raking in some people the Border Patrol is doing some work but there's a flood of folks who have zero zero there's no filter there okay so while national security is top of mind and utmost for <coughs> technology properties and information warfare like where the hell are they on physical security at the border it just doesn't check out I'm sorry they're begging a lot they're asking me to forfeit a lot of my own you know natural you know intelligence what I can see what I can perceive what I understand in my life okay they're, ju they're just asking me to forfeit that to a point of insanity <sighs> okay thus they demand the anti-tech bills first to be reviewed not only by the judiciary and antitrust committees but also the national security committees where they wield power and influence which have traditionally played no role in regulating the technology sector okay we call on the congressional committees with national security jurisdiction including the armed services committees intelligence committees and homeland security committees in both the house and the senate to conduct a review of any legislation that could hinder america's key technology companies in the fight against cyber and national security risks emanating from russia and china's growing digital authoritarianism okay there's that's also pretty loaded because China's digital authoritarianism is present in these companies already and they're busy doing nothing as far as I can see they haven't uprooted just because they were much reported that there was Chinese spies working there doesn't mean that they're gone I haven't heard anything about that I haven't heard anything about India's spies being gone or any anything else from APAC all these people here are here on visas and they're never ejected okay they, they could be continuing like just because there's a report that they're there doesn't mean that they've been dealt with I mean you hear about it once and then it's like oh well yeah that's a problem and then nothing so don't go to sleep I mean there's all kinds of threats that are invading domestic US and they're present in our tech companies and they're present all over the place and they're squatting here on our lands they're buying our lands but 
you know, has the American government really treated them like the threat that they are? They're actual threats, but, you know, the point of the government at this point is to rake you for tax monies to pay for national security tasks and for their bureaus. And they don't actually do anything. So if they don't start securitizing what's actually a threat, I don't think they should get any more money. Now, that is something that Chip Roy did talk about, not another cent. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. So the other problem is you get Apple CEOs like Tim Cook saying, well, you know, we're the government now. You should do what we say. And when we say that China is a threat, well, then China's a threat. And if you pull back from, you know, tech contracts or giving us a government service contract as the, as the corporation of Apple, if the, if the federal government pulls back, well, then China will win. China will win. And I'm like, China's in your ass, Tim Cook, and you're not doing anything. You're not getting rid of them. They're making your, they're making your chips. They're building your laptops. Stop talking out of both sides of your neck, Tim Cook. I mean, nothing sounds as full of shit as that. Okay. Now, there is a representative, Kim Buck. I, res- I, I, think, I think he's really reliable in terms of antitrust and, and privacy, and he said some things that, that are quite meaningful to me. So, as Representative Buck, the Colorado House Republican who favors reform, put it, it is not surprising that individuals who receive money from big tech are defending big tech. And at the end of the day, big tech is harming U.S. competition and innovation through anti-competitive practices. This is where we take a pause and then we light the candle for Senior Aaron Schwartz. Okay. Because I've been missing that man and his agenda for a while now. And I think of him. I've been thinking of him a lot. Because we be, this was trying to be prevented in 2010. People were trying to prevent the proliferation. Essentially, the suitcases of money coming into technology companies, buying their way in, and squatting and say, you shall serve our interests now. Because the technology space was supposed to be a free place. When it started, it was supposed to be a place free from the fetters of foreign surveillance. It became an actor and a proponent of foreign surveillance and domestic surveillance. So not only is the American surveilled by its own government, it is surveilled by 40 other governments. So I don't see where the benefit is. You know, I have to hide, try to hide underneath a VPN and other things to keep, like, say, Nigerian proxies from raking my, my, uh, my cookies for, for things that I buy online. I've got to worry about that. And when I say Nigerian proxies, I mean the ones that were hired by the PLA to get that information and to steal from me strategically to get public benefits. They're not just getting the money, of course. They're getting the, the personal information. Okay, and personal health information is the biggest game for, for the PLA at this point. They want to know 
They want to know everything. They want DNA for some reason. They want DNA. And I don't know why it's so important to them, but that's that's so invasive. And our, our national security state, if they are trying to protect us at all, has really fallen the fuck down. They have fallen down on this job. They had one job. They have one reason to like say that they're they're on board. National security. What does it actually mean? So that that could be a different show. But but today it means you pay for everything we do, and then we play VC and censor to you, and then we co-own technologies companies. And if you get engaged, meaning like if you engage on the platform, well then. You know, it's just a matter of time before you're targeted or become a suspect of some kind of thought crime. And that's not okay. That's not freedom in any... That's not freedom in any space. (sighs) So, here's what happened. Aaron Schwartz was this genius young man who saw this coming. He was one of the proprietors for Reddit. He started RSS because he believed in free communication and free information. Okay, he was a contemporary with other tech act- activists at the time, including Julian Assange. They were all working in, in coordinated effort on many things, including some privacy. And so, we knew that one, each of us had one part of the elephant, respectively, and we're working on on some things. Uh, in retrospect, I really wish I would have worked more strongly to moralize the net neutrality effort because it was is what became the antitrust effort of today. That is what it became. So, <clears throat> and the people who were acting on antitrust and privacy and checks checks and uh, conformance for the national security agencies, which have actually become Department of Homeland Security, again, who is prolapsed. Like, you're the enemy. You're the domestic enemy. You're the domestic terrorist. You are the domestic extremist. But those kids at the border that are just flooding in here, nope, no problem. Just feed them and put them to work, kids. Don't worry about where they come from. Don't worry about it. There's just going to be lots and lots and lots of them because proxy open borders, because foreign policy that, you know, because foreign policy. You think that this is domestic policy. It is foreign policy. And it is foreign policy that concedes to Europe and to Mexico and to China. So when you get an open border in Texas and in Arizona and in New Mexico and in California in the United States and the people who live there and have property there and who have tribes there are treated like second-class citizens who don't matter okay that's when you get someone like Donald Trump saying I'll do something and then he gets appreciated because his a hundred percent of his do something is way better than the zero percent do nothing of the the US Biden administration elected officials they're acting uh, as vesicles of the American people okay they have duties 
They have laws they have to conform to. Do they do it? No, because they're kleptocrats. Why are they kleptocrats? Because they're busy telling you, no, 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 your priority is to focus on Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine and Russia, little person. Okay? Don't talk about that border down there because Ukraine and Russia. That's what you should think about. Think about that. That's where the money comes from. No, it isn't. Not for me. So, okay, it's been 24 minutes. I'm done ranting. Hey, does anybody want to call in? Oh, hey, buddy. Your mic is on. Yeah, how you doing, uh, Sheila? <laughs> I can see I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Donald Trump is in my backyard again. And I want him to do, well, I want him to inspire candidates. I don't want him to run again. And I'll tell you why. You know, he's going to be in the same league of age as the gerontocracy, unfortunately. But yeah, that's not the number one reason. The, the, the secondary reason, the more important reason, is that when he had the he's opportunity... He's got a bad rep. No. It's not even about the reputation. It's about the actions that he did not take and the unfinished okay. business that he left in Congress. One of the reasons why I am leaning hard into the Julian Assange narrative is that he had an opportunity to answer to the national security state. Instead, they, they massaged him real good and told him what a nice man he is, and then they got to do whatever they wanted. And one of the things that they said to, to Donald Trump was that, you know, hey, just, just leave that Julian Assange in his cage. Just just leave him there. He well, deserves well, he to could have done he could have done justice for Snowden, uh -huh. just like Obama did for uh, Chelsea Manning, uh -huh. and he, he could have done also for Assange. You know, I, I like him. I heard his story. I heard his wife with the interview with Jordan Peterson. I do agree, uh, but there's some things lingering. We need to know more. I know on the part of the government, it's illicit what they've done, the torture. Let, let me just break yeah. in and tell you this, okay? The people who will be prosecuting him will be the military, and the U.S. military and the espionage state. It will be the dark state. It will not be the people of the United States, okay? It won't be a normal court, Vladi, because they want to kill him. But they wanna, the the military wants our permission to I, kill a journalist. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to mute my But uh, this, this is the thing with whether hopefully another uh, Republican president. I don't know where Ron DeSantis stands for, because if it's not Trump, it's got to be Ron DeSantis. I'm not voting for, voting for Mike Pence. I'm sorry. Uh, but the thing is, they got to let him go. I don't think Mike Pence would let him go. He's too much of a status. He's too much of a Freemason. I saw that shake hand, so, so fuck Mike Pence. I, I never liked the guy. Uh, he's too squeaky clean. That's not good for a supposedly... He's a, a Catholic robot, man. It's yeah, so... So, so the thing is, the thing is with Assange, uh, I would say they're gonna have to do something for him where they're gonna have to let him go. Time served. They're gonna have to consider him a whistleblower as a journalist, including the false charges in, in Sweden that they've tried to bring up, which is crap. And both countries, uh, the, and the countries that it affects, especially the UK and, and the United States, especially, 
that has to be let go and, and there has to be a true birth of a, a true whistleblower program. What's the whole point of having a whistleblower program if they start hunting you down? So who the hell is going to want to whistleblow, you know, if you're going to be targeted? And the whole point of the whistleblower program is to cover you through the government from those that could t retaliate against you because you reported them, you exposed them, you outed them, you know? So what I would say is with, with, we could learn from Julian Assange, especially with Edward Snowden has to get a free pass immediately without question. Without question, a free pass allowed back into the U.S. and allowed into government immediately, into government to to work as a head in in the cybersecurity in the NSA, you know, start cleaning house because we got a lot of dirty rats in government at every level, you know. So in regards to to Assange, he should get a free pass, let go, go back to wherever you want to come from, and continue reporting and a true between both of them and anybody else in similar case that we don't know of should be let go um, and pardon and with a whistle a true whistleblower program a true to the heart guaranteed no bullshit no ostracizing no repressing no repercussions no what do they call it no no retaliation nothing from anyone private or federal or state government to, to go after them they have to be you know they bring out the cat out of the bag well, let that cat come out scratching, you know? And if it hurts someone, it hurts someone. That's just how it is, you know? So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, unfortunately, really, we don't have people that, that are protesting. If we had uh, the level that BLM had for, for, a, for a criminal like George Floyd, who died on fentanyl, not really because of choke, because he died of fentanyl, cocktail of drug, and we had a true justice for people marching for... Uh, Julian Assange, once he gets here to the United States, we'll see if, if enough havoc, including burning down if you have to. I'm not trying to advocate for violence. Well, violin, I'm going to stop you there, Vladi, the because there's a way to do this. Mm. If if it's at direct action time, meaning like if it's for street time, okay, I think that the street action should be organized now. And I, I'm, I'm speaking strictly tactically, because this is a red wave. A bunch of Republicans will be elected a bunch of them will be elected okay whether or not they're under the thumb of the national security state is an entirely different matter okay in the past we had George Bush who established these policies okay that even to this day nobody in Texas wants to, to do things differently they want to go to the, the the national terrorism you know terrorism prevention well to get their okays because they believe that there's money there. So we need to take the in financial incentive away to dictate towards Americans based on, you know, disease and and uh, national emergencies of any kind. Okay, we need to dial that back and take take back controls, take the emergency dictate away from the bureau state. Okay. They are so addicted to the temporary powers that that affords them and the instant money, Lottie, that we need to get out in the street over COVID, we need to get out in the street over mass surveillance, and we need to get out in the street against censorship, and we need to get out in the street for freedoms, basic freedoms that we have able to enjoy, you know, from the time that we were growing up, okay, during the Reagan era. I, I, if I, if 
if I am supposedly conservative in my mind and in policy, I just wanted to go back to what I enjoyed as a kid during the Reagan era. If that dates me, fine, don't care. I want to believe and act out in, in the ways that, of freedom that I had when I was a kid. Our children, if you're having them, are not enjoying those freedoms. They're completely kettled. They're shoved into the internet and told a thousand times a day what's wrong with them. Just like, they just shamed for things that aren't criminal, that are not problems, and uh, and being picked on for things that that aren't, they're not crimes in any, in any constraint. And it's so that they can be controlled with criticism at every level, okay? And adults are being treated the same way. Okay, it's because the internet and there was prognostication on this, you know, in the 2010s as well. Coming in to the 2010s, that the that the U.S. internet was supposed to be a mind control tool. Now that seems high level and very MK Ultra and conspiracy theory, but how can it not be? the The proof is in the studies. The proof is in the crises in mental health. And everything that we put our our people in front of, they're being told what to think, how to think, how to act by the internet. Okay, and the internet is run by algorithms that don't care about us. It's like it's like being fed into a centipede, and you have little razors in the digestive system, and then you just get your hamburger at the other end. You know, it, it's just very negative. It's a very negative experience. I'm going to pull you into the um, speakers list, Blotty, and then we're going to take the next caller. Okay, I'm about to speak. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for coming by, Amy. Sorry it's not very AI today. <laughs> going to make Jonathan the next caller. So, so, Jonathan, I just wanted to indicate that there's been meaningful conversation that you have had with myself and Jed and others. And I think the conclusion that we're coming to, uh, including with this student loan stuff, is that is that the tax money that is supposed to be benefiting the people is being redirected at people who don't really need it or need it less than the people, right? When you were talking about the, the people who were financing the beautification of their own lawns this is what this is what the student loan folks are doing okay you, yeah what was that Washington guy's name go ahead Ed or dead or Ped. what was his name can you Jed? turn up the was it Jed 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 hey, Darlin that's who he was Oh yeah, okay. And, all, and privacy is not rant, dead if you don't want it to be dead. Just right before you. Go ahead. Right, but uh, so stop me if I, I already told you this. There was some PBS or CBS show. It was almost like Mr. Rogers, where they follow him around town, do cute things. They go to the University of Ohio, where some woman who works in the digital forensics department. Uh, shows the host of the show. She's like, oh, look, yeah, here's all your deleted pictures. 
here's what you ate for lunch, here's the last time you rented a car. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about her. Like, cyber forensic audits? Life. It's right there. And they were presenting it like it was cute. Uh-huh. Don't you think cool that that's I to demoralize do. you? I mean, PBS is a... Is a neoliberal. Yeah, club. like, and it wasn't anything. There was. It was all about presentation. That it, like you could present the exact mm-hmm. same content as a dystopian nightmare. Yeah, and I, and I really think that there's something to that. Um, now I've, I've followed, uh, let me let me let me yeah. get in there. Let and me just say something. And that also reminded me of. Hang, I might have told on, you this one before Jonathan, too about okay. this. Back in 2013, 2014, 2015, when the NSA leaks and the NSA accountability, there was a whole group of people that were that were neoliberals who were parading, oh my God, this happened. We, we, the national security state has taken over us. This happened. Okay, they, they, they shouted it from the mountains. They made it the biggest headlines. They got all the newspapers to give it all the press as possible. The reason why, the reason why, Jonathan, was because they wanted to demoralize the United States public and tell them that the war for their civil liberties was over and that we are in control now. Okay, and that is unacceptable. Okay, that was an information war to to demoralize you and to talk you out of your natural rights. Okay, and, and PBS is still doing it. They're like, look what we can do to you. Look what we can do to you. It's bullying. All right? So if you accept that, you're in trouble. But... It, or what are you doing to not accept it, though? It's well, like, all day long. You, you That's what I do all day long. It still goes on. Jonathan. Yeah. We, we, I mean, I say I talk it to others also on digital mediums, but it still exists. They can flip a switch at the University of Ohio and listen to this conversation and then look into my phone and see what I ate for lunch and the last time I rented a car. It's all right there. Like, I accept its existence because what am I going to do? Like, burn it down? Do you, do, I, I, I hear the but helplessness right. in your voice about the about the technical controls, but I want you to know that when I was speaking earlier about Tim Cook, he's enabled the federal government through his fascist contracts, through through him, you know, waffle farting that, you know, if you don't give us the national security contracts, federal government, then China will win. Okay. So out of both sides of this guy's neck, who is getting, he's, he's allowing China to watch us. All right, so we're getting it from all ends. There's no one protecting the United States people from mass surveillance. You just have to be against it. You have to ask for better controls, and you have to ask for better government. If you don't do it now, um, or you don't get organized now, you're going to be in more trouble. They're just going to think that you lay down and died, and you, you're like, I'm just going to let it happen. They won. That's it. Well, I don't know what I can uh, organizing I can do from a boatyard in St. Mary's, Georgia. But it, the, what you just said is a perfect parallel to that central bank digital currency When they're like, oh, China, China is going to win. But see the implicit admission there. He's like, oh, if you don't give us access to this yeah, if you don't give us more ongoing, control. egregious violation of the mm-hmm. Fourth Amendment, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, but if you don't give us control of this thing that wink, wink doesn't exist then China will take control of the thing that wink wink does not exist, except it obviously does because that's why you're fighting for control of it. And that's the same logic they used to get for like, oh, the central bank digital currency. It's, it's is a the fallacy. It's a lie. Mechanism ever known to man. Mm-hmm. It, don't accept it. 
Yep. Which is why we have to do it first, because China will do it if no, we don't. No, 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 no. That is a fallacy. You don't have to tactics. do any of it. You don't have to emulate China. You don't have to go for Joe Lieberman's schlock, because all they're going to ask for, they're going to put your hand, their hand out and say, more national security money. Okay? That's all they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was speaking in the voice of... Yeah, uh, but, but yes. that's all they're doing. That's you. all they're doing. They're, they're asking for more national security money. And you say to them, listen, there is no national, practical national security at the U.S.-Mexico border right now. And there are so many threats that you fell down on the job for. I think you should be partially defunded because you're not doing your job. You're not securing America, and you're directing the foreign interest threats inward. You're not protecting us at all from foreign intrusions, okay? They're sitting in the same house of surveillance and censorship at Twitter. They might have desks next to each other, but, you know, it'll be China spy next to India spy next to the UNSC people who are looking at you, okay? They're not gone, Jonathan. They're just working together going, well... You know, who is it that's going to pay our rent this month? You know, did we get that contract? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I can play with you today, but maybe not tomorrow, depending on how the, the foreign policy winds are going. Who's who? Which VC is involved this time? That's how it is. The only thing that would make us a steal against the use of this information is for it to not exist in the first place. It shouldn't be aggregated in the first place in, in a form that it could be used by anybody, including the United States government. And the only technology firm I would want to sponsor and support is one that makes ways for us to do what we do online that avoids this information being collected. And so that they're, forget about control of the digital identity, scrub its existence. Like, if it, as long as it exists, it's owned by somebody and that somebody can sell it, even if it's you and me. It should never exist in the first place, and that way neither China nor the United States government can use it against me, even if it's just to be sold to the corporations who want to tell me what to buy. You know, and if they, t you still have a choice in not buying. You know, that that's, you get to walk away from that. You, but the government, you, you don't get to walk away you, from. Sorry, Jonathan. They're going to try to control you everything you do. You don't get to walk away do. from... You're, you're underestimating the amount of control that the aggregated data has in the form of advertising, and the people they who need merged. to use their smartphone in order to shop get to be told what they have available and what's not available. It's about it's about moments. It's about a timing efficiency. It's about what people can afford to not do. And you're like, oh, you can just walk away. That's like saying, oh, you don't like your job, just move to another state. You don't like your state, just you don't like your country, just move to another country. It's like as if it's any different anywhere else, and moving is not very expensive. You, not everybody is in a position to choose where they can shop. Not everybody is in a position to choose what government they live under. Some people have responsibilities. Well, that's when Some you pick your battle, Jonathan. Like, what's what's the top battle for you? That's when you pick your battles. You're like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna plant my flag. What's where are you planting your flag? Well, like personally or politically because there's two Well, I, I mean, like, this is this conversation is housing. I think that's the most important what's, one. What's which one? Housing. Housing. The largest line item cost on America's poorest people is housing. Half of their it's like literally serfdom. Half of their income is going to, to somebody who owns not them, just the ground beneath their feet, the roof over their head, access to all their supply lines. It's serfdom. It's that's got to un, be undone and housing is the my political, I will die on that hill. Okay, so that's that's where it is. Like if you're for asking you. me personally where mm -hmm. I plant my flag, it's 
they just like I've just run away from Iowa to Georgia John, and what? Slady. Jonathan, not to cut you off, but in regards to housing, we gotta look into let me give you an example. About maybe a little bit over ten years ago, we didn't have a housing problem. Why did it suddenly start raising up like people that were paying for one room eight hundred dollars, right? Now they're paying almost two thousand dollars. How the hell did that happen under ten years? I'm just throwing out a number. Yeah. I'm not accurate. Can you care to explain? Monopoly pricing power is how that happened. Okay, that's part of it. I also think that there's been an appreciation that's been given to to foreign uh, speculation. Kind of what's what, what was reported on. All speculation. Okay, but definitely it's foreign speculation from, say, like, China. Yeah. Because they, they've tricked the markets in some cases. They, they fill up. Well, they, they did that. Yeah, the in, Chinese are smart. They, Okay, just because they're smart doesn't mean it's not a problem. It's a problem. It's not, a, and it's a huge. The smartness is a huge problem because they're smart enough to be like, why would we keep buying American well, you don't, treasury bonds? You're not going to take away their wild at any second, when Jonathan. You're, you, but you do need to deal with the problem. No, but you can steal the system against them. You make it so that their land holdings are uh, really expensive to do nothing with, or you take their land if it belongs to the PRC government. And you kick them out as a national security uh, priority. Like that too. Okay, because they don't need to be here. I, I, I would not object okay, to you. that. That's fine. Because I, I think getting them gone is really important. And taking away the land that is actually American lands and getting them out of here. That's why you can't finance Mike Lee. Mike Lee made it possible for them to come in here and buy land. Okay? They, they, they hacked our system because our private property law system worships the deed holder, and they just put themselves in that mm-hmm. position, and they become like gods. Well, and that's I mean that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, they shouldn't. For people who enjoy communism, I don't think that they should enjoy private property rights and have communist rights at the same time. I don't think they should enjoy those things. Every. Every, everything you know, has uh, a kink in it. Pro- like everything pro- has a hackable point. It's just different in communism than private property. But they both have a flaw that once you see it and it's exposed, you can shove your spear in there. And they found ours. Go ahead, Vladi. Yeah, but let's say let's let's say, let's say it flips over to communism. We go from one tyrant mm-hmm. to another because that's what's gonna what might happen. I'm saying it's gonna actually happen, but it might happen. Like it happened in communist Cuba. You had dictator Batista. He got flipped over to. Fidel Castro, but it just went from one dictator to another, let's be honest. So we got yeah. a new system called communism. Before they owned something, then they got stripped away because of the new system, which is communist. You cannot own anything. All means of production, all property centralized to the you know to the government and distributed to the people. Okay, but then then what? What do you work for? What is the incentive? If you're basically owned, your value as an individual is nothing. Your value comes from the collective. So then what do you do? You're, if you're out of the party, you don't agree with them, they relegate you to nothing. It's either a, a political prisoner or they make you do some kind of slave job. Yeah, and that's what we're educating. Because you're anti revolutionary, you're counter. So what the hell does that do? You have nothing. You're nothing according uh-huh, to them as a right. human being. Okay, so because it's a godless system, you have no constitution that favors you as an individual, individual freedoms or property, so you're yeah. fucked. You got no 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 worth as a human being and you got no worth in property. So what the hell do you have? You got nothing. Nothing but to leave you're the not island, wrong, which... But that's all a red herring. 
Like, I, every yeah, single go tell thing that, that to the starving Venezuelans, Jonathan. The Venezuelans are suffering because of sanctions placed on them by the United States of America. I don't believe that. First of I all. think they're suffering but because of Maduro. Going back on double red herrings, now back to the point. The point is, everything you just said can be true, and still to not acknowledge that there is anything or any chink in your own system renders you vulnerable to capture. Yes, but, like, but what I'm trying to tell you, Jonathan, is before we start throwing, and I'm going to include myself in your system, before we start throwing the baby with the bathwater out the window, no it's going to be a better, a better day under communism. Which historically everything tells us, even his, even historians, even his own victims, his own refugees, Romanian, Cuban, from the Soviet Republic and its and its and its uh, and its states in Eastern Eastern, Eastern Bloc states. That's right. We'll tell you that you know what, what, they have told us. It's like when are we going to heed the words of wisdom from the people? This shit sucks. Of public housing or tenant-owned housing in downtown Dubuque, Iowa, is not communism. It's just no a one talked about Dubuque, Iowa. And you go straight Jonathan. to the most absurd. What do you think I mean when I say public housing? What do you think I mean? The communism? Why do you go right from public housing to communism? I didn't go there. Like I just said in. essentially. You know what? You know what? It's, 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 it's no, right. I didn't have. Well, probably it's because he's, he's in California. But they got a lot of public housing. I'm not saying you guys or you in particular, John. I just didn't know where you stood. Yes, exactly. So it's all this socialist utopia. And then they hate me because I'm on, I'm on the right, I'm conservative, I'm passionate, and I'm I live by conviction. So they hate me because I'm a Christian, they hate me because I'm a man, they hate me because I'm on the right. Okay? okay. But all I hear is all these tankies... No, I don't hate you. I think they also hate you, Bloody, because you can see the errors of the way you're living with their crappy shit policy right now. Okay, you happen to be living in California, you know, where they, they have... The majority, the progressives have the power, but it's everybody else's fault that there's a there's an army of homeless, addicted people just you know defecating on the streets. It's your fault that that their because government doesn't work. Work. It's your fault that there's crime. Whose fault is it? It's theirs. But they, this isn't then, a problem. But then for we, them. we get all these, these you're looking we, for. Then we get all these communists. You know, give us more money right here. Whatever combination you want to call yourself. And immediately, we're no longer voting for those progressives. We don't even know what progressive is. We're on the left. No, stupid. The progressive left is the left, fuck. As, as much as you yeah. don't like that they didn't elect your boy, uh, Bernie Sanders, yes, now you are. hate on the Democrat Party, so now you just kind of want to relegate, relegate it to nothingness after you fucked it up, and you want to start a third and fourth uh, wave of, of communists. You know it's not going to go anywhere because third and fourth parties don't win. You don't have enough, and then trying to sell that to the people is not going to go. It's not going to fly with our history in the Cold War. We have enough history to debunk the anything that has to do with socialism. But what do you go? You go back to the past, the 1900s, the Progressive Era, mm. FDR, all this pipe dream bullshit. Okay, let's look at FDR. You know, yeah, that's all they can do. Absurdum. That's like you're all all day, every day. What are you talking about? I don't hate you. If I'm an avatar for the left, I don't hate you because of your identity. I hate you because, and you both do this, so you just hurl the word socialism at anything. Uh, brother, jo like, Jonathan, Derek doesn't Derek, like the word Derek has issues. Like, like, Derek has issues. Oh, we're ready to back it up, Jonathan. We're ready to back it up. Yeah. Well, you don't discern liberalism from leftism, ever. 
Well, liberalism isn't liberalism anymore, for one, Jonathan. It's been chopped and screwed with the Democratic left, the DSA left. They, they have tampered with language so that this has become an Orwellian doublespeak contest. The difference between you can't say what is is, they don't obey conventional legal definitions or dictionary definitions. They have another rule book and another court of meanings that don't apply to the nature conventions of language, the English language. Jonathan? Okay, so they want they want conformance to their diction and their meaning set, okay? But they don't listen to people who are not them. They are more totalitarian in their carriage and in their execution and in the way that they conduct themselves. There's no court that I will never not be convicted in, ever. So that is why myself, Jed Darland, and probably Mr. You know, California U-Haul, sitting next to me, uh, you know, have we've gone through the strains of bad government that is run by leftists. Okay, you're you're welcome There's to go a to a leftist enclave, Jonathan. You're right not going to find, uh, you know, happiness and 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 uh, embrace the true leftist spirit unless you go live with their government. Okay. I urge you to move to California today because of, oh, oh, New York. New York is better. New York is better. They need people. That's not a leftist It government. is leftist. And it won't be leftist for There's long because they're going to they're gonna elect a Republican government at, at, the, at the governor level. That's what's going to happen. So don't go there. Wait till after the election. But you can go directly to California. Go to Northern California. Okay? Go deal with their ass-high rents. Go pay $5,000 for a one-bedroom squat or go live in the tent next to a bunch of drug addicts in the Tenderloin where you can afford it. When they, California does these, when they liberally spend these fiscal programs, it's just that. That's liberal. Leftist is nowhere present. Leftist is when you transfer ownership of something to the workers or the public. That's leftism ownership transfer liberal fiscal spending programs are just that liberalism that you conflate them all the time it's like not that complicated of a difference to to make and you lump me in with the same enemies that we share you and i we share these enemies and yet the language you when you speak you throw me in with them all the time well i'm not even sure who you really are jonathan and you'll have to forgive me because you guys are kind of chameleons you, you you don't stay in one line of, of your your I political think truth. For myself. Of course you do. You think for the left and you represent the left who thinks for themselves but they have can't talk. I points. call myself a leftist because mm-hmm. I call myself a right libertarian when I've said taxes are rent and I call myself a left libertarian because I'm like if taxes are are a rent then so is rent is is I, I should say theft. If taxes are theft, then so is rent. Here's the only, you know, you're going to have to figure out who you are in in politics. I'm not going to tell you who you are. That's, as a person who's been through this hamburger mill, the one one benefit I have to give to you is that I am not going to tell you who you are. You are going to have to figure it out through your own single-issue priorities, okay? Whether you wax leftist I'll today you. or libertarian tomorrow, you're going to have to, to, to weed that out 
and sometimes you won't be anything but independent so you can take a ball bat to any interest who isn't working for you and I've done it several times because no one's been on the privacy for me in fact during this call your mister privacy is dead lay down and take it rapist so I can't I can't abide with that I have to get out there and fight I have to fight for for against mass surveillance I gotta get out there and fight against an overarching national security state I have to get out there and, and maintain the line hold the line and get candidates in there that regard my civil liberties. And and you're a right winger against EFG. Why are you more afraid of the government than BlackRock? Like why is the same power in the hands of BlackRock? Not scary, but when it's in the hands of a quote unquote state, it is. You scary. know, Jonathan, you don't have my history or my experience, and respectfully, because you lived on a farm your whole fucking life. You have never been in the jaws. Not, you have uh, never been in the jaws of the national security state. You've never had to depend on them for survival. They've never invaded you. They've never told you that they own you. They've never told you that you're going to do. They're you, free citizen, United States citizen, are going to do what they say. You've never been in their checkpoint state. So respectfully, I'm going to ask you to mute your mic about that. The national security is a danger. To the United States citizen I don't people, disagree you're you. free to disagree, disagree, but I'll tell you what: you get on the wrong end of that MP, and you're going to be fucked. But it's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that fucked my life up and took my future. Without a doubt, man. No, but but you know what? You're still here. Nobody th threatened to throw you in a cage or put you in a rendition situation. Nobody threw you in a box. Nobody took your freedom. Who represents the national security state? Now, when I get up here and I talk about Julian Assange and I talk about Aaron Schwartz, they were staring down the barrel of 35 years or longer in a national security state kangaroo court. Okay, you're not dealing with any of that lawfare. It's the difference between fast death and slow death. Like when people just sort of get pushed out of the system and are left to fight for scraps underneath a bridge mm -hmm. in Los Angeles or Seattle. Like, oh yeah, they're not they're not in a jail cell under state control, but you don't see them as victims of the same it, system. I don't the same know way. who's they're a victim. Sort of left behind. I, you know what? And it's not my responsibility. Those people have a responsibility to find their own way. They are Americans. Okay. I, so you don't see them as in jail. No, I don't. Like and I'll tell you why. I, I don't see yeah. them as in jail at all. They, are, they so. can they can go get well. They can go get out from under the bridge if they want to. They've got feet. They can walk to a hospital. They can go get public assistance. Okay. They can even it's like disguise a bunch of horses on a desert island and be like, "Well, it's their problem to get out of there." You act like there hasn't ever been a hard time in my life. Why don't you go talk to some of those veterans who are who are squatting out no, there? You're not talking I to them. You know where you're at, Jonathan? You're in a luxury. Uh, nature condo you're living on a boat in georgia in a boatyard for in no rent, georgia no everybody here is broke it's a trailer park that floats it's a trailer park that okay floats. well jonathan That's i don't like, i don't think you're anything. really having a, a strong leg to stand on and lecture me about my moral priorities it's weird it's not moral it's not moral it's intellectual that's no moral I know your morals are in the right place because you're like we share the same enemies for the same reasons 
You just don't see the people who are left. They're just to not my priorities, Jonathan. I've, I've got my, you know, I've got my my plate. It's full of the things that I talk about on this program. This is a national security slash mass surveillance slash AI and tech program. When you come in here waving the flag for, you know, property rights and things like that, you're going to get more compadres with leftist interests because they want to control, they want to control the lands, okay? And they'll entertain you. But if you have anything to contribute in context of, like, the way loans are conducted, okay, and how you are censored, and how your your personal rights are going to be injured by the national security states, come see me, because I'll defend you. I don't have anything in that area. It's just not my, my policy area. I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong. You're not wrong. You know, it's just not, it's just not something that's like my cash of priorities for, for this program. I just want you to know that. I look forward to your returning privacy to the American public. Okay. So <laughs> you can always help at any time. <laughs> Self-advocating. All right, guys, it's been an hour. I appreciate I will every also one of you. I'll into microphones. Okay. All right. Well, I do a fair amount of that, too. Go ahead, Lonnie. Last words? Well, anyway, uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I love talking to you, everybody. And we could agree to disagree in many things, but you know what? Let's continue the conversation. Have a great weekend, and I hope to see you either continue. Send down an agreement. Central okay. bank digital currencies are the go. devil. Okay, it's been it's been live. I'm gonna get through this Sunday. It's Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat.